You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 He's trying to blow this field wide open. 26-7, third quarter. Black Sedans at the top of the lane. Leads the way. McCarthy just biding time with a favourite. Can't find a better man. Then Port Prince, Lords Arias, Uptown Beach Girl, Kingmaker, Scarlet Babe. They're into the home straight. Black Sedans shows the way. Can't find a better man. Peel to the outside. Black Sedans can't find a better man. Black Sedans can't find a better man. Oh, that is awfully close. Can't find a better man, if anything, a nose over Black Sedan's Port Orpris. Terrific contest with two very good horses, Chris, last weekend at Albion Park. Good morning. Yes, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Got that one wrong. I thought the outside horse just did enough. Can't find a better man, but it was Black Sedan's with his big buff head on the inside, sticking the nose out at the right time, and he got the judges' verdict. So uh, one to Queensland. Uh, Zippo there to New South Wales there last week. But this state of origin battle is going to continue over the next couple of weeks. Mm. The Constellations officially launches tomorrow night here at Redcliffe. The Patron's Purse, that three-year-old's yielding sales series feature. There's a lot of good racing coming up over the next couple of weeks. And Luke McCarthy has returned to Queensland, as he does each and every year. And as you would expect, he's brought north a very strong team. He just showed a little bit of his uh, team last week, but we're seeing more and more... Uh, as we get deeper into the carnival, and there's some real star power this weekend. He joins us online now. Luke, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Luke, it's Steve. Just on that, we just replayed that race. Were you shocked when the photo came down? Did you think you'd won on Can't Find a Betty Man? Um, I, it was obviously very close, and Chris never gets it wrong. So, yeah, I thought I might have just pinched him, but I think step after the line, he was an in front. But full credit to Black Sedans. He's done an amazing job, and he's... Um, yeah, Pete and Chantella got him flying again. And, yeah, he's a good season free-for-all. My guy's only four, just first time in open company. Hadn't raced for seven weeks, so we are thrilled with his performance. Okay, first and foremost, does it feel like coming home for you this time of year, each and every year? You come back for the carnival, Constellations starting tomorrow night. Does it feel like you're coming home each and every year? Oh, for sure, Chris. And, yeah, we moved here when I was, I was only 15 and grew up up here. So, yeah... It's always lovely to come back and, you know, I've still got my farm up here, which, you know, it's, it works out good. We can sort of bring a team of horses and stay and, yeah, it's always just good to, be, good to be part of the carnival. Yeah, absolutely. You've got some real star power. Just on Can't Find a Better Man, he's engaged on Saturday night. Was there any temptation about bringing him to Reckler tomorrow night for the patron's purse? Yeah, well, I was initially planning to go there with him and... um. <laughs> When I heard Grant was going there, fleet the fame, I thought, well, we're you know still on our way up fitness-wise. Um, we'll probably you know try and dodge him as long as we can, and yeah, went the soft option for the Saturday night. Okay, he is the last horse. Can't find a better man to beat Leap the fame. So there's something to hang your hat on. Yeah, he's like he, we've got a really good opinion of him, Chris, and he sort of he said he'd come out and race good in them two derbies here last year, and then we put him away, and his running the chariots was fantastic, and put him away again so you know each time we've given him that little bake hopefully he just keeps strengthening up okay beating a whisker last week he drops in great on saturday night so you know um he's clearly the horse to be here yeah i haven't had a good look at the field yet chris but obviously yeah he's had to race hope and company first up from a break last week drops in grade to a being two to four so 
um, handicap-wise, he, he looks hard to beat. Main target race for him this campaign. Is it the Rising Sun? Yeah, every, yeah everything will do with him is leading towards the Rising Sun. Okay, so you will meet Leap to Fame there, but uh, you don't need to race him uh, if you don't uh, have to. So that's why he's not at Redcliffe tomorrow night. Just on, on this um, little, oh, you know, everyone's got their thoughts, but you've raced against Leap to Fame. You've raced Captain Ravish and you've raced Catch Away. If you had to pick one of that trio, which one are you going with? Leap to Fame. I think he almost looks like the next Black's fake. He's just versatile. He's strong. He's fast. Grant's really looked after him, and you know, I think I personally think he's the best one. Okay. Uh, another horse on Saturday night that I wanted to ask about: Rock and Roll Hammer. This is the half brother to King of Swing. He was able to score fresh up uh, or first up in Queensland last week, taking his heat. So this is the final of this race tomorrow on Saturday night. H- how highly do you rate this guy? Yeah, we've got a good opinion of him. He he sort of come over and only had five or six lifetime starts and come out and run third in a, the New South Wales derby. And then um, we give him a spell and he's come back up nice with a couple of wins. And I was impressed with the way he performed Friday night at Albion. So he'll run again Saturday. Then he'll go to all three of those derbies. Okay. Is there any sort of resemblance uh, just in their physical makeup uh, between King and Swing and Rock and Roll Hammer? Yeah, they're not identical, but he's he's a big sort of um, strap and colt, and like he probably needs to still develop a little bit more. But yeah, they've got a fair few char- same characteristics. He's probably um, probably even taller than King, so he's going to turn into a really nice horse. Does he know he's a colt? Yeah, he's not too bad. Like he's. He's a, no, he's actually, he's a pretty good colt. Okay. And just on King of Swing, uh, did he get good numbers last breeding season? Yeah, he did, Chris. He booked out in two days and, um, you know, he just got them all in foal. His fertility was super. So hopefully over the next few seasons, we can see some um, good foals on the ground by him. All right. Has he let down beautifully? Yeah, he's fat as mud. He's... He's really let down. He's just enjoying life. It's obviously the off-season, so but it won't be long again. He'll be um, cranked up for the um, breeding time. All right. One of the other key runners for you on the weekend steps out in the Lucky Creek. Bondi Lockdown. He's been here in Queensland previously under former trainer Aaron Dunn, so he's no stranger to Albion Park. He's somewhat of a, um, a query horse on Saturday night. What's happened the last two starts? Yeah, well, the run before that he cheered up in 50, we were really happy with him. And then he just yeah, didn't see me himself and I think we just had a couple of electrolyte issues with him. And um, But his work's been really good since and you know, get him up here and looking forward to racing him on Saturday. Okay. Main targets for him, Sunshine, Sprint, Black, Safaga, are they the two obvious targets? Yeah, for sure. Okay. No thought of Redcliffe, the cup? No, well, he would have had to go in a stand, and and I just we thought we'd just keep him Dalby Park and yeah, give him a bit of experience there before the big ones. All right. So from this gate on Saturday night, turn it up, drawn in gate one. Do you sort of push the button early and try and get as handy as possible? Yeah, I, I haven't really done the form yet, Chris, but I, you know, he's, he's a he's, when he's right, he's very good. So you can sort of make your own luck and go forward. He's, the Crystal Bohemia, the Group One Miracle Mile Night, like he'd come out good and got himself handy. So, yeah, I'm not really sure what'll happen, but um, I know we're happy with the horse, so I can sort of drive him here. I think 
the race best presents itself. All right, perfect. And the other runner on Saturday night, Muscle Buck, he started last week, wasn't far away, it was quick time. Were you happy with him? Oh, not really. He's he's a funny horse. He's sort of like the start before I sat three pegs at Meningle and got out and he won. Um, he, I, he, I don't think he can chair. It just doesn't suit him. So I try to drive him a bit more conservative. All right. Two runners tomorrow night at Redcliffe in the first two races. So it's uh, in and out for you tomorrow night. They've looked after you there. Rocket Coco in the first. He's a three-year-old, well-bred. Um, is he a potential derby type? Yeah, he goes. He goes really good. Um, we're really happy with him, and um, he's he got a flat tire his last start. That's where he was a bit disappointing. But um, yeah, he'll go there and then go to the Redcliffe Derby. All right, and Matt Shard, who won the Flashing Red last year in track record time, he starts in the stand. So you're hoping to to have a good showing tomorrow night and then start in the Cup next week. Yeah, that's the plan with Matt Shard. He, he's he's going good. He won a free throw in Sydney a few runs ago, and He's always consistent, so yeah, we've put, we'll put him in the stand to make him eligible for the Cup next week. All right, so how many horses have you got up here right now? Uh, we've got 12 now, Chris. Okay, any chance there'll be more to come? Yeah, um, there's probably only two more, which will be Peaceful. She trialled again yesterday um, for the Oaks, and Saint, Spur of St. Louis trialled again yesterday. He'll run in Sydney next Saturday, and then they'll both come up. Okay, so with uh, with Louis, is it just the Sunshine Sprint, Blacks of Faith for him? Yeah, maybe the week before. Um, it's just a lead-up run. Okay. And Peaceful, you were happy with her yesterday in that trial? Yeah, Jack said he was happy, so she's had two trials now, so she's sort of ready to do something. All right, excellent. You've got one runner today. Uh, it's going to start very, very short. He's a nice three-year-old, a good record. How do you rate him, Don Hugo? Yeah, he's an improving type. He just—he thought every time he stepped out, he's got a bit better. He went down to Clayton Emmers and done a good job, won his Vic Bread bonus. And then, um, yeah, he only just narrowly got beaten 52 at Menangle, his last start. So, yeah, look, thought we'd give him a run on the track today, you know, to go into the derby next week. All right, excellent. One last question I wanted to ask you. We've got the North American Cup taking place this weekend, so that'll be Sunday morning our time. Toddy won it last year with Pebble Beach. He's picked up the drive this week on uh, one of the uh, elimination winners from last week in Christchurch. Could he go back-to-back, Toddy, and win the North American Cup? Well, it wouldn't surprise you with Toddy. <laughs> he seems to just get it get it done. He's a great driver and... um. Yeah, it looks a really impressive horse. It's a good field again, and yeah, it's great to see Andy, Toddy, um, Dex, all them guys in, in them races. So, obviously, all the big races are starting to kick off up there, and, yeah, it's always good to follow. Yeah, absolutely. So, we'll be watching that race with interest there on Sunday morning. And just with you last week, you were back in town last Saturday night. You are able to land the double. Must feel good when you come back to Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, it does. Albion Park's still my favourite track. Obviously, grew up driving there, and... It's always nice to um, get back to the warmer weather and catch up with all your friends. So if we're moving to Norwell and we're, you know, still tossing around what size track, you, you, you just mentioned Albion Park's your favourite track. You know Menangle like the back of your hand. What size track would be perfect for Queensland at Norwell? Oh, I'd probably buy it, but I'd still like the 1,000-metre tracks. Chris, it's, you know, you're, you're still close enough to the action, but they're big enough to make it good racing. Bathurst is a great track. Um, the last one they built in New South Wales. So, yeah, I'm still a big fan of 1,000-metre tracks.
All right, awesome. Hey, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside later today, and good luck over the carnival. Yep, thanks, Chris. There's Luke McCarthy joining us. So some real star power this weekend, and there's more to come, Steve, with the likes and Spirit of St. Louis uh, coming up for those uh, aged features, the open-class races, and Peaceful. She's going to be one of the uh, the real uh, uh, fillies to beat in the Oaks races as well because um, it's going to be interesting to see what's up and about. Emma Stewart's likely to bring up a few fillies as well to Peaceful's quality, so... Um, She's certainly going to be one of the highlight horses for those Oaks features. Adam Sanderson's with us, Chris. He's got an important engagement tonight. Speak the Truth lines up in the patron's purse. Again, he goes up against Leap to Fame. And it's a completely different ball game here. Again, they're drawn side by side. But this time, they're both off the second row. Adam, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. What was the biggest takeaway from that start last time out with Speak the Truth and Leap to Fame? Uh, probably just gained a little bit more respect for both horses, actually. Um, obviously, we know how good Leap to Fame is, and he, he was awesome. But, um, no, I was real happy with uh, with my father. He toughed it out and set Park going that speed. Um, you know, he's still strong on the line. Well, sorry, he was going on the line, but he, is, he was trying his hard out. Yeah, and that's a good point you raise, because as much as we sort of watched Leap to Fame do what he did there that night, when you really break down the effort of Speak the Truth and the times that were being run, uh, he, he's done an amazing job to finish as close as what he did. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I don't think too many could have, um, you know, sat outside him and, and still been within sort of 10, 12 metres of him. So, uh, you know, I, I was stoked with the run and, you know, he's, he'll improve off that. That was his first run for a few weeks. So, um, no, he'll improve, but in saying that he's got to as well. Okay, so we come to Rickler tomorrow night, half-mile track, odd-shaped track, triangular. Uh, so it's a completely different ball game here tomorrow night. You're both uh, coming up with second-row draws. Leap the phone if the emergency comes out inside of the second row. So what sort of mindset do you go into this race tomorrow night with? Um, you know, obviously the draw, the draw evens it out. And, uh, you know, Rickler's a, a great leveller. Uh, doesn't sort of matter how good you are. If you're sort of giving good horses a a bit of a hit start with a lap to run you, your sort of jobs, you know, it's quite tough. So um, our, our sort of key will be trying to stay in front of um, try and stay in front of him. And, you know, if we're good enough, we're good enough. If not, um, yeah, no, we'll have to fight again on it for another day. Okay. Well, tell me this. How do you think Grant will try and drive Leap to Fame if he's starting from the inside of the second row? Does, does he have to go all the way back to last and then come around the entire field? Or do you think he'll be able to squeeze off somewhere soon after the start? Oh, he'll be, he'll be straight off at the start. He won't be risking nothing. He'll, um, I'm sure it might be a little fine coming his way for uh, maybe not scoring up. I'd say if that was me, I'd be, I definitely wouldn't be uh, scoring up too too strong. So he'll be off and uh, he'll be around at some stage and, you know, um, we'll, we'll sort of know he's there because uh, we'll be in for a big battle. Okay. If you're in front around Redcliffe and he's forced to come around and do some work, so the uh, the roles will be reversed on what happened last time out. Do you still give yourself a really good chance? Uh, I, look, I, I, on paper, I don't think I can get to the front at, at this stage. So uh, there's a few off the front line that um, you know in good form and, and racing good. So they'll be uh, they'll be in the same mindset that leading around Redcliffe's um, a big advantage. So. Um, yeah, on the right night with the right run, we can beat him. But um, you know, it's, it's definitely tough. He, he's the benchmark in Australia for for, for mine. 
Okay. Well, this is going to be uh, the best ever edition that we've seen of the Patriots. Purse first stage back in 2000 and Dave. It's an outstanding feel. Better zips the, the, the key runner in many ways as well. Uh, first look at Redcliffe. He, he won that big slot race over in, in Perth the, uh, at Gloucester Park, the Nullarbor. Uh, he's an interesting runner in, in many ways too, isn't he? Yeah, he is. You know, he's, he's done a good job since he got here. Um, uh, where he's at, I'm not sure. I thought his last run was pretty ordinary. So uh, even even sort of that Gloucester Park form, I'm not sort of sure where it stands. I know he beat Spirit of St. Louis, but, um, you know, he sort of had all favours. So uh, where he's, you know, second line over Redcliffe, it's going to be tough, but um, we'll we'll get to know more about him after that run. All right. Uh, the other key race tomorrow night is the uh, the Garrard's Rickle of Yearling Sales Series 3 World Final. Hold on to your blink. Now, he was able to blow straight past Tardelli last week. C- can he take the final? Because when you look back at last year in that two-year-old final, he was really unlucky. Yeah, he was. You know, um, it's sort of the same same scenario as Leap to Fame and, and Speak the Truth last start. We've got to, um, you know, be outside our main danger and uh, there's sort of no way we can sit outside him and beat him. But, um we we just sort of slot across and hopefully um you know something else can put a bit of pressure on for us and you know if, if we've got a sniper shot we might be a chance but uh, he looks to be going good for real life. Okay. Is there a little distance query with for real life, two thousand and forty, a strong two thousand and forty? Yeah, I've always thought so. He's uh he's sort of been a good miler and but um, you know, where where that pressure comes we um he might sort of get it a little bit too easy early, so uh, we we can't be the one doing the damage because we're you know we're sort of sit sprinter ourselves so um, we're sort of relying on maybe Cardelli sort of coming around and, and trying to stay him and if if we can be there then you know that's the key to our chances. All right. Um, the last one I wanted to ask you about this morning. Sure thing, Captain. He's gone back to back now at Albion Park. Is is he Queensland's best chance of winning the derby? Uh I, I think so. Uh, yeah, you know, in in my eyes, I, I think so. He's he's um he's just getting better every start, and and his manners are getting better. As he was uh, nice and strong the other day and done it comfortably. So, um, you know, he's he's the one I'm sort of looking forward to most going forward in the carnival. Okay, so you were happy with what he did on Tuesday? The, the 2100, no issues. No, no drama. And saying that he he got it easy, and you know, only had to run a good good last half, but. It was just nice and comfortable for him. Uh, just a nice confidence builder going into um, in, into these busy next few weeks. All right, awesome stuff. I really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside tomorrow night. Well, thanks, Chris. There's Adam Sanderson joining us. So he's got the drive on. Speak the truth. Hold on to your bling, and it'll be a board sure thing captain in those derby features coming up. So there's a lot to look forward to there. Let's go down to Sydney now because Jared Elgin. We know Ricky's here. He's got Tardelli stepping out tomorrow night, but I'm tipping Jared's going to be heading north anytime soon. He's got some good star power in his camp as well. There's a lot to talk about. Many of those stars stepped out of the trials yesterday. Jared, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? Really well. How many are you likely to bring north in the other coming weeks? Uh, probably not as many as uh, in years gone by. Um, at this stage, between four and six, I'd say somewhere in between that. We're just not quite certain which ones we'll take yet, but um, there's a couple of definites, and the other ones, um, yeah, we'll just give it another couple of weeks and just see where they eventuate. Okay, one of the definites, will that be my ultimate, Ronnie? Yeah, yeah, he'll come for the uh, Rising Sun. So, um, yeah, that'll be his main aim. 
Okay, as we know, he's already secured a slot in the Eureka race in September. Are you surprised that you haven't got an invitation for the Rising Sun? There's still one up for grabs, so maybe that has got your name on it. But are you surprised it hasn't come a little earlier? Um, no, I'm not too worried about it. Um, I think in years gone by, they've only given a couple of invites and you sort of nominate and get a start if you're good enough. And um, yeah, I'd be surprised if you didn't get a start. So um, I'm not too worried about an invite as long as he's fit and healthy at in a couple of weeks' time, we'll definitely be there. Well, he's a star horse. He's won 16 from 25, earnings of $250,000. Now, did he have a trial yesterday, and uh, were you happy with what he produced yesterday? Yeah, he had a um, very quiet trial yesterday. There was only four in it. Um, Spirit of St. Louis led in the trial. Uh, he sat second. Uh, my other mare, Delightful Langerish, she sat third, and there was another one that sat fourth. So... Um, nothing made a move in the trial. They just um, went down the line. Nothing pulled out. Um, the times didn't work. I've actually been going to clock them off the video, but I keep forgetting. So that, that was a fairly strong trial. I'm not sure, but I'd say it would have been around the 52 mark looking at it. Um, and, yeah, Cam was really happy with him. He said he was loaded up the straight and was wanting to pull out. So, um, yeah, couldn't be happier with him after that trial and pulled up with a terrific heart rate and wouldn't have even known he'd been around, wouldn't have blown a candle out. Okay, so the Rising Sun, July 8. So you're looking to get a run into him before the Rising Sun? Yeah, at this stage, um, we'll give him another trial next week and then we'll look to whether we give him another trial after that or whether we look to give him a start um, We'll just go guided by his next trial. Um, we'll give him a, a lot harder one next week. Um, and then, yeah, go go guided by how he pulls up after that. But um, there's a race here at Menangle the week before the Rising Sun, over 2,300. So I'd say that we'd probably look at going around in that at this early stage. Okay. Will you be watching with uh, particular interest tomorrow night, the patron's purse? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a very strong race and, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the driving tactics of a few of them horses. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be it'll be good viewing, that's for sure. Okay, so you've been up against Leap to Fame previously with my ultimate Ronnie. Um, is he number one, Leap to Fame, in your eyes, or do you rate Catch Your Wave or, or even Captain Ravishing on, on a similar sort of level? Oh, I think... Leap to Fame's a standout myself. Um, just so versatile. So, um, and Grant's done such a good job looking after the horse. Um, so I think he's really peaking for this carnival. And yeah, I think he's a clear, clear top pick at this at this point. All right. Now the Eureka's obviously uh, going to be a, a big race in so many ways. Are you looking forward to this challenge? The fact that you've got your slot now, so you're a confirmed runner, you can plot and plan your way into that race. Are you, are you looking forward to the challenge? Yeah, no, it's terrific. It's a um, big thrill to have a horse in the race like the Eureka, like the richest race in the world. So, um, yeah, and it's good just to get the spot early because that way there's no no pressure like having to race for the sake of racing just to earn uh, try and earn a slot. So um, for us, everything's just ticking along nicely at the moment, and hopefully it um, yeah we, we're fit and healthy and sound and everything comes September the second. 
All right. Uh, one of the other horses that you may be bringing up, I'm sure there's a couple of mares features that you've got your eye on with this mare. Delightful Angel. She went around in that trolley yesterday against Spirit of St. Louis and my ultimate Ronnie. She's a last start winner in 49.9 at Menangle. Are you looking at the Group 1 Golden Girl with her? Yeah, that's going to be our aim. Um, she's just, she's been a little revelation, this mare. She come to me um, from down the bush and they said that they think that the big track really suits her. She's not really good around the um, smaller tracks. So um, she's just got more and more confidence here. And her run in the Ladyship Mile was terrific. I know she d- done, didn't do any work, but um, she ran the quickest last closing sectionals in the Ladyship Mile off a cheap trip, albeit. Um, and she's not one of them horses that can go out and make her own luck. But if she gets the luck go her way, she's sort of as good as and as she proved the other night. Um, so, yeah, we'll just keep her ticking over. She'll probably have a start here next Saturday night. There's a good race for her here next Saturday night. And then, um, yeah, we'll decide um, what date we go up there with her. Okay. Uh, my Alderman Buddha, he stepped out yesterday at the trials as well. He, he, he probably should have won the uh, the Breeders' Classic up here uh, back in May. Um, is he coming back for that uh, big APG race during the carnival? Yeah, yep. he'll come for that. That's his aim. The heats are on the 7th. Um, so there's a heat and final race here in Sydney next week. Um, the final's worth 30. So he'll go around in that at this stage and then he'll back up on the 7th of July in the heat and then into the final and then all, all going well, he'll go back, come home and then go back for the for the triad. Um, he tried terrific yesterday. Like he just, he's no well beater, but he's just a terrific little trier and he's just um, just a pleasure to have around the place. And he just, just keeps getting that little bit better. You just don't know where he'll end up. He, he sort of didn't show us too much early on and he's just gotten a little bit better all the time. And um, Kim was really happy with his trial yesterday. I know he one by a long way, but that, that there's sort of only a few having their first trial in that, so you can't get too wrapped up in that. It was just the way he felt. Um, Kim said he felt terrific, so that was the most pleasing part. All right, well, that's good news there with my Alderman Buddha. Uh, you know, stranger to trotters, and uh, with our uh, upgraded uh, trotting features this year during the carnival, I'm sure you're keeping a close eye on them. From the trials yesterday, Dock Your Cap, Hurricane Hill, the former Kiwi, could they be headed north as well? Um, possibly. Uh, we're going to give him another trial next week and then um, we'll assess. We'll definitely have something for that race. Um, we've got Regal Attire as well. He's um, he's in terrific form at the moment. So um, I'd say we'll have one, if not two. I'd, I doubt whether we'll take the three of them. But um, I'd, I'd say we'll have one, but I'm just not sure which one yet. We'll give them to um, another trial. Uh, Hurricane Hill's come with sort of big wraps on him from New Zealand um, and he's worked up nice but I haven't sort of put any pressure on him yet and Doffield Cap's coming, coming off an injury. Um, I took him up there or a fair while ago now and, and give him a start and I thought he was very disappointing didn't trot well and, and he pulled up very lame and he had to have six months off. So um, I don't want to rush him because he's had such a long layoff, but he's fairly forward. Like he's had a lot of work under him now. So we'll just give him another trial and maybe a start and then we'll we'll assess which ones we'll, we'll take for that race. 
Okay. The great squares in your race on the uh, the calendar up here during the carnival. Same night as the Rising Sun, three- and four-year-old trotters. Very similar concept to the Rising Sun, but for the trotters. You've got a, a, an ex-Kiwi that won on Tuesday, uh, very lightly raised, but uh, obvious ability. Any consideration there for the great square with Albizia? Well, there wasn't, but she sort of, she's a nice mare and she sort of, uh, she was a bit the same. She was, we've had her for a fair while. We give her one trial and um, she went sore and had to go out for a spell and she's come back and she's had a couple of starts now and a couple of trials and it's probably going to come up a little bit soon for her. But in saying that, um, them sort of horses, how often can they go around for 150? So um, it's very tempting, um, and I'm definitely not ruling it out. So we'll give her another start in a fortnight here, and if she she goes good and keeps progressing, well, we'll definitely seriously consider it. Right. Well, there's a lot to look forward to in your stable over the coming months, not only with our carnival, but with the Eureka as well. My ultimate Ronnie is locked away. You've got some runners tonight at Penrith, Menangle on Saturday night. Leave us a winner. Uh, well, I think the one tonight will win. He's short, but um, he's a big dropping grade. Bit. Yeah, yeah, he, he should win. He's uh, it's a big dropping grade for him, and he's actually been absolutely flying and having no luck. Um, so I think yeah, he he should win. Um, he, he's a sneaky hope of going to Queensland. Um, but yeah, just just only a sneaky hope. He he's just he's big and dumb and raw. I think he has got a motor there, but he just hasn't. The penny hasn't dropped with him yet. But he'd be a sneaky hope for maybe um, um, a derby like a southeast derby or something like that, you know. Um, but on Saturday night, Regal Tyre is flying, and he's probably going to go around at good odds. So I think he's he's a good chance. He's probably and. Him and uh, my ultimate Chevron, they're both flying and, and they've, um, yeah, they, they should go very close, I think. But you're referring to my ultimate Carter tonight, race 4 3? Yep, my ultimate Carter mm. tonight, yep. Excellent. Big oh, dumb and raw. Good. Speaks highly of you too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thank no you. worries. Thank you. There is Jared Elshin joining us this morning. About 15 to 20 metres too faster than Dad and Cordero. But Magnificent Storm's opening up now and look at him go. He is like Pro Chevalier up the straight. Magnificent Storm. He's 15 metres in front of I'm a five-star general. This last quarter is going to be anything. And Magnificent Storm cuts through in 26-7, winning by 20... 26-7. Chris, I was just thinking, what would be the quickest last quarter ever recorded at Gloucester Park over the years? Um, Matty might know. Yeah, I'll defer. It's a great expense we've got, Matty, this morning because he's been uh, very ill during the week. So uh, uh, we've been able to to track him down, get him out of his uh, sick bed, and he joins us now. Matty, good morning. Good morning to you, Chris. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Will that be up there, 26-7? How fast can they go? Um... Yeah, not actually sure. I'm just trying to think. I think Chicago Bull, uh, he might have the, the quickest quarter at uh, Gloucester Park. But, yeah, I, I, breaking 27, anywhere in the 26 bracket is considered lightning quick. So, um, yeah, we, we've only seen it a few times. Uh, I think Shockwave, Shockwave did it not too long ago. Magnificent Storm's done it a few times recently. Um, and I think they amended Wonderful to Fly. She went 26.9, and they amended it to 27. But uh, she 
she can really rock and roll a quarter as well. But there have been horses that can run those sort of times, but rarely do we see them uh, really dashing away and uh, putting it on the board late in the piece. Sometimes in the past we have seen um, them come out very quickly and run a similar quarter like that, but then not be there at the finish. Mm. Uh, Gloucester Park Railway, they're, they're taking a little bit of a, a risk tomorrow night. They've got two very small fields there, races nine and ten. One's got four, one's got five, but they're high-quality horses, and this is what the public want to see. They want to see the best. So Shockwave steps out in race nine, and then you've got the likes of uh, Finbara, Galactic Star, Prince of Pleasure in race number ten. Uh, these are going to be interesting races. Uh, Shockwave expected to dominate again. Um what do you sort of make of this race tomorrow night? Well, it's it's sort of a sad indictment on what free-for-all racing has become in WA over the winter carnival. Um, it's just the sales across to the states are just so strong. Um, if you haven't got one that can compete with a horse like Shockwave and Magnificent Storm or any of the better ones, um, if you're just sort of on that lower level free-for-all grade, then you can sell the horse to the US, get some really good money for it, and um, yeah, and then you go and buy yourself a new one. So um, that sort of that sort of shows with what we have in the free-for-all ranks at the moment, but I mean, if I had a horse that was good enough to race um, Shockwave or Magnificent Storm, I'd be more than happy to be racing them to try and get second money because it's good money up for grabs for a small field. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, two very good mares step out tomorrow night at Gloucester Park as well. Wonderful applies back in action, race four. And uh, our shame, uh, our shiny girl goes around in race number five. Which one are you more looking forward to seeing? Yeah, well, wonderful to fly for sure. Um, I think she'll go on and win. Shiny girl, they put the hood on for tomorrow's run. Um, she's, uh, she's a really nice, a uh, really nice mare. That's, that's for sure. And she's undefeated this preparation. Uh, she's a much better front runner if she can get there. Gate speed not brilliant. Uh, she's racing against the boys. She's got a bit of a tricky draw. She gets a little bit lost in the field. So, look, I think she's a fairly sizable risk tomorrow in that race beyond the Mighty Queen. Um, I'm not doubting her capabilities, but she's racing the boys and it's going to be a lot more... Uh, challenging for her in this race, but wonderful to fly. Look, uh, Steno's got the gate speed, probably burns up leads early. I would think they would take a sit on wonderful to fly and just try and uh, lock in second place. But yeah, I've seen funnier things happen across the park. So um, I'm imagining that uh, wonderful to fly will just stroll to the front and she'll go on and win. And Ashani Gill, I think, is going to find it a little bit difficult. Put it this way, if Ashani Gill wins tomorrow night uh, or runs top two, I think she's really announcing herself as one of the better mares going forward towards the summer carnival and spring carnival. Okay, so we'll watch with interest there. Wonderful to fly. Uh, anything in the mail yet? Do we know? Uh, yeah, I did speak to him the other day and he said that uh, he's been invited. So um, he's working out the logistics and how everything's going to go. But, yeah, um, he's ultra-conservative, is Shane. So um, we'll just see how he approaches it. But, yeah, he's, uh, he, he likes to map everything out. Everything needs to be perfectly mapped out for him to make a, a decision. So I'll leave that one with him. I wouldn't even think about it. I'm more of a fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants type of person. So uh, I would just be there but uh, he's got to map it all out and make sure that 
um, he's able to get her back here and everything like that. So, yeah, there's there's plenty to look into it logistically, but uh, I'm, I'm sure he's pretty excited about the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure you'll be a, a a tour guide for him if he needs one as well for Queensland. Uh, what about just on that, Eureka? So if she makes the trip, uh, things are starting to, to get a little bit more serious with the Eureka. Uh, has there been any sort of interest there for that uh, that position or a slot there in the Eureka? Uh, he's very keen on getting a slot if um, someone was willing to, if someone is listening out there that's looking for a horse that will draw well and can compete against the highest level, then uh, she's right up there with uh, your main chances and I think she'd suit suit uh, Sydney Racing down to the ground. So, um, yeah, I know that he's very interested. If uh, he can get a spot in the Eureka, that would uh, really... Um, entice him to go across there but yeah it's just no one's approached him about a spot and there's plenty of um, good horses that are being thrown up in the air so um, we're a little bit forgotten about over here in WA uh, with those sort of things so but at the end of the that's because we race at midnight when everyone else is sleeping but uh, look she'll she'll definitely hold herself in good stead in any of the feature races she goes in in the next six months no matter where it is well, Steve's good friends with John Singleton. He's got a slot, so we might see if he can make a phone call there. Leave us with a best bet for tomorrow night at Gloucester Park. That's why I mentioned it, because I thought there, there might be... Uh, John Singleton was the one that I was actually trying to uh, call out. <laughs> um, best Summit bet on Blood's the card. Summit got a slot too. Who's got a slot? Summit Bloodstock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've... Um, yeah, well, we might... Yeah, we might get might get hold of them as well. Um, yeah, look, it's it's a pretty good program tomorrow. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think there's a number of good betting races. Um, I think uh, earlier in the program, the third race, I'm happy to be with the horse by the name of Faster Than Dad, race three, number six. I think there could be some speed on early uh, with the Code Breaker and the Mustang and Faster Than Dad's dropping out of racing. Horses like Shockwave and Magnificent Storm in recent weeks where he hasn't been disgraced. So I think he won't be too far off them, and uh, I think he could be a good each-way chance. So race three, number six, faster than Dad's my best on the card. We'll take the tip. Race three, number six. Matty, as always, appreciate the time. We'll talk again next week. Cheers, guys.